0: You are
1: now listening to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Think of your next destination, then having a local share of the best places to stay, eat, drink, and what to do. Time is money, and these ladies are saving you time and preventing you from looking like a tourist. Here are your hosts, Katie Hilton and Stephanie Girard. Hello, 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 and welcome back, or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. We also save you from the daunting, time-consuming task of trip planning. Let's be honest, we're all super busy and on the go, and we can do better things with our time rather than scrolling through Google and social media, trying to figure out where to stay, dine, drink, and play on our next vacation. My name is Stephanie. My name's Katie and we are your hosts.
0: Today we have Rachel Holton from Austin Foodstagram. She started her Instagram nearly seven years ago to share as a diary of all the places she would dine at with the goal of visiting every restaurant in Austin. Little did we know she would be the source for over 92,000 followers looking to her for the best places to eat and drink. Later on, she started a blog to house city guides and has become so successful she is looked to for lifestyle advice like beauty, fashion, and even has guides for other cities like Mexico City, New Orleans, Aspen, and even a Texas road trip guide. When we found her, we knew instantly she would be the perfect guest to dish out the local load on in Austin. Rachel and her husband are expecting a baby void this August, so we're so lucky she could fit us in during this extremely busy time preparing for this next chapter, a full-time content creator and social media marketer, plus a baby. We can't wait to follow along, but for now, let's get into the best places to stay, dine, drink, and play during your next trip to Austin, Texas.
1: What an intro, but before we get into the local lowdown, I have our Austin fun fact to share with you. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it because you're such an avid, avid, extreme animal lover and it has to do with animals. So Austin is home to the largest urban bat colony in the world. 1.5 million Mexican free-tailed bats roost under the Ann W. Richards Congress Avenue Bridge. How do we feel about that?
0: I didn't realize that there were that many. Um, I knew that there was a huge bat population in Austin. I meant to ask Rachel on the podcast if she knew anything about it. I think it's pretty cool. And also when I was growing up, There was like a rip in our screen in one of my bedroom windows and two bats came and like started making that their home. So they like slept there for, I think a couple weeks, but their bat poop is like very, very, very toxic. Like you can't even inhale it. So we had to get somebody to remove the bats and remove all the poop that they had left. Wow. Um, They were so interesting though. And I know that you don't care, but they were so interesting. It was like evening and they would start like waking up and they would, they would like groom themselves and like bathe themselves while they were upside down. And like, Oh my God. How how
1: cute. (laughs) No, but that's funny you say that because in college, listen to this, one of the dorms had a bat infestation and the third floor of this one dorm, like the girls were getting bit and they had to get tetanus shots. I knew several girls that had to get tetanus shots because little Dracula got to them.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I know, traumatizing. But anyways, back to the Austin bats, my source is telling me that the Mexican free-tail bats arrive in Central Texas in the early spring and hang around until the first cold front in late October to mid-November. In June, mama bats give birth to one pup and these babies are ready to fly by mid-August. So that's a fun fact within a fun fact that baby bats are called pups. Did you know that? I did not. Oh, I was about to say, is that common knowledge and I just didn't know?
0: No, that'd um, be really weird if I did know that.
1: Yeah. And if you're you're going to Austin, you want to learn more about the bats, you can call the bat hotline at <laughs> 512-327-9721 <laughs> to see when the bats are emerging downtown. So definitely um, give them a ring.
0: That's something I never imagined you ever saying in your entire lifetime. No, me neither. Me
1: neither. But enough about bats. I want to hear more about Austin. So let's get into today's episode with Rachel Holton. All right, everyone. We are here in Austin, Texas with local Rachel Holton. You may know her on Instagram as Austin Foodstagram. Rachel, thank you so much for chatting with us today. We can't wait to hear all about Austin. But before we get into the local lowdown, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are.
2: Great. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. So I started Austin Foodstagram about seven years ago. I was a recent college graduate from the University of Texas and had been in Austin for about three years at that point, but had I felt like I hadn't fully explored the city. So Austin Foodstagram was kind of at the time my restaurant diary. So I was going around and trying a bunch of restaurants all around the city, and just kind of sharing all the places I would eat at with people. I and mean, it was kind of a novel concept to share food on Instagram at that time. It was pretty new that people were having like themed accounts for fashion or food. So just kind of started doing that, spent a lot of time on Instagram, really cultivating community and grew a brand from there. Now it's been seven years and a lot's changed with Instagram and the world in general, but um, I still really enjoy. So you
0: so you moved to Austin seven years ago, and I feel like that is when Austin like started to become super popular because my husband's from Dallas and he moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. And he, when I first met him, he was like, I'm in love with Austin. It's getting so crowded though. There was like a hundred people that moved there a day and that was seven
2: years ago. So
0: I can't even imagine.
2: It is kind of crazy. I actually moved there 11 years ago because I was in college for part of that. But then seven years ago is when I actually started Austin Foodstagram. So yeah, I mean, the city has changed so, so much during that time. When I was in college, I really didn't get out and explore as much. But I mean, obviously in 11 years, it's grown exponentially. And then I feel like now even more so since the pandemic and everything else going on in the world, it's really driving people to Austin. It's a really vibrant young city and there's a lot to experience here. Cost of living has been pretty affordable. It's definitely going up with all the demand for people to move to this area, but yeah, it's just, it's such a fun city and I love being here. Um, I definitely think we have a lot of growing pains with just like our transportation and infrastructure not being built for the number of people that we now have, but it's still exciting times and I know the city will, we'll figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like everyone is moving there like Elon Musk and you guys have Joe Rogan. I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos last night on Austin. I know crazy wild Saturday night, but there was this video of a tarot card reader and he was reading Austin's cards for the future. He called Austin a boomtown in 2040. And then the magician card was blocked. And I guess that means like, there's going to be like a conflict. And he was thinking that maybe, you know, the saying like Austin's weird or something. Yeah, keep Austin weird. Keep Austin weird. He was like, there's going to be some conflict with that. So I don't want to scare you, but he said in (laughs) 2040, it's going to be a very populated city.
2: Honestly, yeah, it sounds (laughs) weird. on like on the news they already have like a boomtown segment where they talk about the rapid growth in the city and yeah it's just pretty crazy but the keep austin weird thing it's funny that you say that because that's already something that comes up a lot and like matthew mcconaughey even like has coined mm-hmm. it He's like you know austin has this culture and this spirit and the locals have really embraced that and as more people move in from you know other big cities like new york and california people the locals kind of worry like oh will the culture stay the same and we'll you know we'll it be overrun by businesses coming in from other cities or will we keep kind of you know our businesses keep those thriving and that's really important that we still have like you know our heartbeat of our city Um, and I think it can be done. I think it can be done where there's like a fine balance, but there's already a little bit of a power struggle between those two.
0: I feel like there's been just a huge influx in people in the last year from California moving. So like in addition to New York and other big cities, like in the East coast, they're also California has lost. Like, I don't know if I made this number up, but it was a pretty large number. Like a hundred thousand people have left just in the past year or six months or something. And they've gone to Austin.
2: The census data just came out. So yeah, I know a lot, like Texas is gaining a lot of seats for upcoming elections and California is losing because they had so many people leave. So it's super interesting. So other than the, you know,
0: fun culture of keeping it weird, tell us why someone should consider coming to visit Austin.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just such a fun, young and vibrant city. And then I would say the top two reasons are the food and then the live music scene can be really fun too. And so
0: where should we stay? So if we're looking, are there, do you have hotels in mind? Do you know that there's like a really
2: great Airbnb scene? Yeah, the Airbnb scene is really awesome. I really love the neighborhood of South Congress, so I would recommend staying there. And my favorite hotel group is Bunkhouse Hotels, and they actually have four properties all on South Congress. Um, They're all different vibes too, like the Austin Motel is kind of more of their like more approachable one. It's it's a motel, but it's like cool, trendy motel style. Um, the Hotel San Jose is really fun. They have a cool little bar there. Um, Hotel St. Cecilia is actually where a lot of celebrities will stay when they come to Austin. It's tucked back off of South Congress. So it's a little bit more remote and it's also private. So they have members that belong that can come hang out there at their pool or restaurant but you can't just walk in um, as a local to that space unless you know a member or staying at the property and then their newest one at Hotel Magdalena is a part of the music lane development which just opened and that actually has attracted a lot of really cool businesses from other parts of the country we just got a love shack fancy we got a restaurant oh. called ABBA from Chicago we have an Equinox gym now so lots of really cool businesses coming
1: in Wait, that is so crazy. Last week we did a Chicago episode and Abo was one of the restaurants that our guests recommended. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. really
2: great. It's Mediterranean food.
1: I love it. Yeah. So, Austin being a large city, are there like different sections or neighborhoods that have their own unique personality kind of like New York? Like is one neighborhood for like the younger crowd and one like the older?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have downtown, which is really awesome. Them. I mean, it's your traditional like metro development. There's still some really great restaurants, and you can kind of, it's a little more walkable. um And then we have East Austin, which is really young and a little bit, it's kind of undergoing like a gentrification. So it's kind of like the newer area where a lot of people are moving to. So they're getting a lot of new trendy businesses and restaurants over in that area. Rainy Street is really fun. It's like little house bars. So a lot of people love to go. Um, out there for drinks, either in the daytime or they have a really fun nightlife scene too. So there's all different parts of Austin. And then I love West Austin too. Um, A lot of the lakes are out that way and the hills, it kind of starts looking more and more like California when you drive out into West Austin. So I think that's where a lot of Californians are moving.
0: What's considered hill country or where does it start? Where does hill country start?
2: So hill country is kind of like Southwest. So, I mean, you go into Dripping Springs, I guess you could kind of start considering that the hill country down into Wimberley and Driftwood, and then all the way to Fredericksburg. And as you head towards San Antonio um, out West, you kind of get all of the hill country. Nice.
0: Gotcha.
1: And then transportation, should we plan on
2: Ubering or is like Lyft popular? A car. Yeah. Uber and Lyft are both great options. I'd say for most places within the city, you can get pretty much anywhere. We don't have great public transport as far as like our bus system. I wouldn't really recommend that. Um, but yeah, Uber and Lyft work really well. Cool.
1: All right. Well, now that we have a pillow for our heads, let's move into our favorite segment where to eat now. We realize this is probably a very difficult question for you, but what are your top three restaurants in Austin?
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah, this was a really hard one to think through. But I really love Suerte, Uchi, and Veracruz. And I'll kind of go through like what I would order each. But Suerte, um, they're Suedero tacos. It's like a brisket with truffle sauce. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And it's kind of like an interior Mexican restaurant. So it's a little more high end than just like your taco truck style. Um, But Veracruz is the taco truck that I would recommend. And that's a great option for breakfast because they have breakfast tacos that are insanely good. Their Migas taco has been featured on the Food Network. And again, a lot of celebrities when they come in for South by Southwest, like their last stop on the way out of Austin is to get a Veracruz Migas taco. So you got to try it. And Uchi I really love Uchi's social hour, So it's from five to six, although during the pandemic, they started it a little bit early, so you could go at four and from four to six, they have their happy hour menu. So everything's super reasonably priced. It's a sushi restaurant, so you can get all types of different bites, anything off of that menu, I totally recommend.
1: And then for all three of those recommendations, well, not the food truck, but so I guess for two of those, do you need to have a, a reservation?
2: Yeah. So I would try to get a reservation at, you can also walk in like for the social hour. Um, if you just get there early and you're one of the first people there, you can probably snag a seat. So definitely recommend trying that if you don't have a reservation and then yeah, with Sorte, they do reservations as well. Okay cool
0: yeah. And back to the breakfast tacos. is that like a Texas thing because I've lived in Raleigh for about 10 years now and I don't think it's a thing but like right my husband's family like they make them like every Saturday like oh. we have breakfast tacos and like homemade tortillas and I feel like they're just
2: very popular here is do you know if it's a yeah I- thing? I definitely would say it's a Texas thing. We we definitely claim it. Like Austin tries to claim it as their thing. San Antonio tries to claim it, but it's definitely more of a Texas thing. It was funny. I went to LA a few years ago and I saw this place that had just opened. I was reading Eater, like a list of mm-hmm. popular trendy restaurants at the time. And there was an Austin breakfast taco place that had just opened in LA. Like they were literally claiming to be the Austin breakfast taco of LA. So I thought that was kind of funny, but- Yeah. So it's making its way around the country, but definitely has origins in Texas. Yeah. (laughs) I have a very
1: important question for both of you. Hard or soft tacos?
2: I personally like soft. Same.
0: We're on the same page. Katie? Mm
2: -hmm. I like both,
0: but we had taco night on Friday night and I went and bought crunchy shells because
2: we didn't have any. I was like, I'm
0: just going to go get some because
2: yeah, you like to have, I like to have a little bit of texture. We had to start with last night, which is the crunchy, like flat shell. So, yes. Yeah. yeah,
0: And then for like food trucks, the, the scene for food, food trucks is like huge in Austin. Have you seen a lot of businesses turn into brick and mortar because they were, they've been so successful?
2: Yeah, I know. That's definitely a trend that I've seen, especially over the time I've been in Austin and it's really great to see a food truck is such a great entry point for people and chefs that really have a passion, but like, you know, they don't want to go get, VC funding for their restaurant to open it. I mean, it's expensive to open a restaurant. So people kind of start with the food truck, grow a following and a name here. And then, you know, once they kind of have their base, they can feel a little more comfortable taking on an actual, you know, brick and mortar location where they can sell. So yeah, yeah. Chalancho is a popular one that's done that the peach tortilla, um, just to name a few. Is there
1: like a particular neighborhood or section or like food truck park
2: that lot of them go to that we should
1: be on the lookout for?
2: Yeah I mean there's a couple like South First has a cute little food truck park. South Congress used to have a really big one but that street has just boomed so much that they've kind of gotten spread out a little more. Um, There's one on like East Six that's great so it's kind of because they're food trucks and they're mobile they do move around a lot so the truck parks have kind of changed over the years but
1: and then before we move on, I feel like we can't talk about Austin without talking about barbecue. So, what is your favorite barbecue spot?
2: Yes, I know I almost included this on favorite restaurants, but I didn't want to go too cliche with like Tex-Mex and barbecue. So, um, my favorite is La Barbecue. I think their brisket is phenomenal. Usually has less of a weight than Franklin's, which is another really popular one. Um, He's kind of like the top, Aaron Franklin's the top barbecue guy that everyone talks about. And he is great, but you will wait like three to four hours in line for his barbecue. So the barbecue is another awesome option that I think the quality is right up there. And it's that quickie picky. You might wait in a line, but I would say the line would be like 30 minutes to an hour.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. Cause I feel like when I was doing some research, Franklin's kept popping up and everybody was like, you have to wait so long. Yeah. But-
2: it's an experience. I waited in the line once and, you know, you can sit there and drink beers, but if you're only in Austin for 48 hours or, you know, it's a shorter trip, I don't think you want to wait three of those hours in line for barbecues. So.
0: And then have you heard of Salt Lake barbecue?
2: Yes, definitely. So that one is out in Driftwood area. And it's also another option. I really love going out to Driftwood just to see like kind of the more hill country vibe. So if you are looking for that, it's going to be like a 30 to 40 minute drive. But it's still really great. And you get to see a different side of the city in the hill country.
0: Yeah. I just was wondering, because like I said, my husband's from, from Dallas and he has been to Salt Lake and he has like a shirt from Salt Lake and we have a lot of
2: friends who love barbecue and they always talk about Salt Lake. Yeah. The barbecue is really good there. You also will wait, but I mean, almost all the good barbecue places, I guess there's a little bit yeah. of, a, but it's fun. Cause you, they have like a wine area where you can sit in the wine garden and drink while you wait for your table. So it's
0: definitely mm-hmm. like more of an
2: experience. You go out there and you can hit some of the nearby wineries too and make a day trip out of it. Nice. And that's in Driftwood. Yes. Driftwood. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's move into the next segment where we're going to drink. Tell us about the cocktail scene, if there's like wineries that we should visit, where should we go grab some drinks while we're there?
2: There's so many different options. Um, Rainy Street, as I mentioned earlier, is a really great place for little like house bars. And it's, you know, the street itself is like pretty short, but every single place is a little house with a bar in it. So it's really fun to go bar hopping and there's like Container Bar, Bungalow, um, reina is the newer one. And then Tipsy Alchemist is really nice. It just opened under a luxury high-rise that went in. So that street's kind of changing because there is like a lot of high-rises and different developments are going on. but I'm hoping it keeps like some of that culture because it's really fun to have little house bars in Austin that you can go hang out at. The land's so valuable now. It's like, it's hard for a lot of these bars to stay open, so hopefully you know, they kind of can sustain that, but it's, they're really fun. People love going to rainy. Another fun part of town to drink on is the East side. My favorite bar over there is Whistler's. It's just really fun. Like they have a huge patio. They usually have a food truck out there and their cocktails are really phenomenal. Great craft cocktails. And then there's a great speakeasy scene here too. So a few of my favorites. I really love Garage Bar. Midnight Cowboys has been one of the longer standing ones here in Austin. You like go and you have to press a certain button to get in. You also should have a reservation there, but they'll send you all the info to get in once you make your reservation. And then another I'm cool so one bad. is Here nor There, which I think they were trying to keep it a members thing at one point, but now it's kind of more just like a speakeasy. You have to like know the right people or I don't know, somehow like there's ways to get in, but it's kind of like, since they're speakeasies, it's kind of like underground. So you got to dig a little bit to find out how to go there, but their craft cocktails are amazing and it's like underground. So it's dark in there and just really fun vibes. And then of course the winery, whole country, one of those too. So all different scenes.
0: Do you have any wineries
2: that you wanted to call out? Um, The Dukeman winery is really good. Lost uh, Cellars. There's a ton. There's also a bunch of distilleries, like Deep Betty Vodka is so popular. That's out in the hill country here. Dripping Springs Vodka. And then there's like breweries like Jester King. So lots of different options, depending what your spirit of choice is. What's your cocktail of choice at these cocktail bars? Yeah. I mean, I think like Whistler's, I'm pretty sure they have a really good French 75. Um, I'm pregnant right now, so I haven't been in a while, and the pandemic (laughs) was last year, so I feel like a lot of these places, it's been like over a year and a half since I've been, but I mean, I love a good like tequila cocktail as well, so a lot of places here have really good mezcal drinks, Suerte, a restaurant I mentioned earlier, has some amazing different mezcal options, and Whistler's actually has a whole mezcal bar upstairs, So that's really cool to check out. I don't know if you guys are in Mezcal, but it's again, like a Mexican and Texas thing, I feel like. So great to try while you're in town.
0: Yeah.
1: And so Austin being like the live music capital of the country or the
2: world or whatever, a lot of these
1: bars, do they have live music?
2: Yeah, a lot of bars will have different musicians come through, other great venues for live music. Stubbs attracts a lot of artists. Um, ACL Live just started doing shows again. So the Moody Theater, it's a really beautiful space to see a show and kind of like private and intimate, which I love. But yeah, sometimes you can just catch live music out at bars and restaurants, and that's always awesome too. There's like street performers all along South Congress. So that's another reason I love to recommend people to stay there because just the shopping and like walking down the street, you can really get that full immersion experience of the city.
0: This might be like more appropriate to talk about during the things to do segment, but are you a fan of Randy Rogers? Yeah, I love Randy Rogers. He played recently at Nutty Brown, I think here. He's from Austin, right? Or he he lives in Austin.
2: Yeah, I think right. I think he might. I know Wade Bowen lives here. Like a lot, a few of the different Texas country people are out this way. Used to
0: love like country music, like when Luke Bryan was. I hope nobody gets mad at me for saying this, but like when Luke Bryan was actually like country, and then I met my husband, and he introduced me to so many Texas country artists and I'm like, this is actually country again. I love it. So he got me really into Randy Rogers band and I love the album with Wade Bowen and and Randy Rogers. It's so good. Yeah.
2: There's a lot of great Texas country music out this way. And the guys from Midland are from this area. Um, Some of them are from like Dripping Springs area and they all kind of live in Austin now. So Midland's another like Texas up and coming Texas country band. I guess you wouldn't even say up and coming anymore because they've like won Grammys and stuff, but (laughs) they're awesome. So fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we are full from all the
1: barbecue and tacos and a little tipsy, let's talk about things to do. So Rachel, what are some activities you'd recommend someone to do while they're on their visit in Austin?
2: Yeah. So if you're able to, and the weather's good, I would definitely recommend taking a boat out on Lake Austin or Lake Travis. It's just the lakes here are really beautiful and it's so much fun. You can rent boats like float on boat rentals is a really great company to go through or if you happen to be lucky enough to have a friend (laughs) take their boat out. But um, it's, yeah, it's such a fun thing to do. A lot of people come for like bachelor or bachelorette parties. We'll get a lake house out that way and kind of hang out on the lake all weekend. So, Um, but Lake Austin is really close. So even if you just wanted to do like three hours out on the lake, you could do that and still explore the rest of the city.
1: Wait, I've always wondered this when renting a boat, do you need to have your boating license?
2: Well, actually, a lot of the boat rental companies will have a captain for you. Oh, love Uh, that. Yeah, because they don't want someone random just taking out (laughs) their boat. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, there's kind of, like, Airbnb for boats now, too. I forget the name of the website, but um, if you, like, Google it, there's some boat share companies. So sometimes, you know, people who own boats will just... Be taking people out because you know make a little cash here and there and pay off their boat
0: yeah that's a great idea i was listening to this podcast the other day and she had found i think it's called rent my boat or something and it's one of those it's like an app where you can go and type in your city and you can rent the boats and sometimes they will have like a captain included or it's the option at least so i was i've definitely been looking at that in the dallas area Um, not not a lot of bodies of water over here, I don't think, but definitely something that we are going to do, Stephanie, when we go visit, we're going to go rent a boat. Yeah. Just, just the two of us just on a boat. (laughs) Wait, no, honestly, if, if the
1: boats have tubing, I love to tube. Tubing is one of my favorite activities. love it. Yeah, tubing is
2: fun, wakeboarding. And then a lot of the boats just have those like lily pads so you can just lounge. Yeah. And, like, yeah, A lot of the boats like to go hang out in the coves here. Like Devil's Cove is a really fun one on Lake Travis. We were actually out there on Friday afternoon and oh, so much fun. We got to take our dog out on a boat for the first time and he loved it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. The only part was like, he can't really swim. Um, Well, he can swim, obviously, but like treading water for that long was really hard on him. So we had to like prop him up on a float or like keep him on the boat because we didn't want to have to hold him up the whole time. So we kind of stopped going in the water, my husband and I, so one of us could stay back with him.
0: That's so cute. I bet he loved that. Oh,
2: yeah, he did. Like the second my husband jumped in the water, he was like chasing right after so us. <laughs> he had a lot of fun. <laughs> Brand new experience for him. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a water pup. Actually, the dog thing kind of segues into my next one, but a lot of people love to go picnic at Silver Park. Or, you know, obviously if you, you probably wouldn't bring your dog if you're traveling, but maybe you did. It's a great dog park too. So um, even if you don't bring a dog, you might run into some really cute dogs to play with or pets. So a lot of people go there as a dog park. It's also where they host Austin City Limits. So it's just a really fun, big green space in the middle of the city. So yeah. um, uh, Can you tell us about... The garbage yard. Oh, the garbage yard. Oh, there's like a garbage house that a lot of people go drive by, and it's like this whole like thing made of garbage, but it's basically like a piece of art the way they put it together.
1: Yeah, that um, kept popping up when I was googling like things to do in Austin, and I guess it's this guy's house, and you pay him like five bucks to get in, and you go literally
2: just like look yeah. at his trash. It's funny, I've actually never done that. Maybe it's just something you don't really do. Is- much as a local, but it is, I've seen pictures of it. And it looks really cool. Austin is very artsy. Like, you know, people have a lot of unique passions here and you can kind of make like a job out of whatever, which it really embraces like the creative side of people, which is what I love. And especially being a blogger, like you kind of feel more at home in Austin because there's so many entrepreneurs or people doing their own businesses, whether they be small businesses or trying to start these large tech companies. So really embraces that spirit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did you have any other recommendations of activities to do in Austin?
2: Yes. I had one more. Oh, just intend a live music show, which we already kind of touched on, but there's live music usually happening all over the city. So you can kind of Google like live shows when you're in town, see who's playing, whether it be a bigger venue like Stubbs or ACL live or just kind of random bar or restaurant.
0: And then tell us about South by Southwest.
2: Yes. So, um, I'm actually, that's my favorite like festival or event. I know you guys had that on the rack. Yeah, but I wanted to bring it up just in case. Yes. (laughs) Um, but I love South by Southwest. It's definitely my favorite event. Um, it's sad that we haven't had it for the past two years because it actually happens in March. So everything was like set for it to go live, right. When they had to shut the city down, which was so crazy because it is such a large production that so much money goes into for the city. Um, but it's great. It's so much fun. Like South by Southwest isn't just like an event that happens in one park. It happens all over the city. So um, there's different parties happening, downtown South Congress, like every single venue and bar has some sort of event. And so, um, you know, if you are coming for that, like you can buy an official pass or you can even just come in town during South by. And like, if you know people or you're able to like, kind of Google some different events or have any connections into the tech world. Like you might be able to get invited to some of these events or there's a guy when we're what Austin, who's another blogger and he does a spreadsheet every year with every party and their RSVP links. So you can kind of see like everything that's going to be going on each day. And like each day we'll have like 40 different parties. And those are just the ones that are like public that he knows about. Then there's like your friends, you know, brother who's a music producer might be hosting some really cool small shindig that attracts like the most random people or like you're bound to run into celebrities during that time so it's a lot of fun South Eye is definitely my favorite event and you have like the tech entrepreneurial world which I've been lucky enough to be a part of um, because I've had different startups and went through incubator programs before taking my blog full-time so um, having connections in that world is really great if you're going to South by because you know a little bit more about the tech space and you can kind of get invited to more things but um, there's also a lot of public parties and then the music side of South by Southwest is kind of like the second half of the week and there's a ton of different concerts and shows and a lot of times like they won't even announce the big talent so when like Justin Bieber and Miley have shown up at different parties like they, that doesn't even get out you just kind of have to be at the right place at the right time but like how cool is that if you just show up at a random show and you're like oh my gosh Bieber ended up being here if so. I did
1: not know that Bieber was performing and I saw him come on stage I I don't know what you would, would lose happen. it I would lose it I would, lose <laughs> you it. would pass
0: out full
1: yeah. yeah pass out from Bieber fever
0: yep yeah
2: <laughs> pretty awesome and they usually show up at like super late night hours so it's like if you're lucky enough to stay around that long but um yeah there's some really fun artists that come through
1: so do you know is it is there going to be one for
2: 2022 so yeah next year it should be back yeah okay. i would guess i mean Austin city limits is coming back this year in October. So things are starting to pick back up to normal. We'll have Austin food and wine this year in November. It's normally a spring event, but they did push that one to the fall so they could have it this year. Awesome. Katie, maybe next
1: South by Southwest. We can go.
2: We're going. Whenever I
1: hear that, I always think of the Mark by Mark Jacobs. Like, is it oh. a play on that or no? Oh. Oh, I don't
2: know. I don't think so. But, you know, I get it. I get the correlation. But yeah, I mean, it's so much fun. And I have really like I've had some amazing South By's. Now that I'm having a baby, I'm kind of like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, will South By ever be the same? Because I used to go <laughs> for like all seven days. And it's exhausting by the end of it. Like something you probably could never do as a parent. But I'm glad I got to live an experience. And like, I'll definitely still go to South By. I will just probably be different. you'll <laughs> just get a week-long babysitter. Yeah, I know. Well, my mom definitely wants to be really involved. So that's, that's good. Perfect. Perfect, It'll just be more of like, can I stand to be away from the baby that long? Yeah.
0: yeah. My husband, he went to school in Lubbock. And so I think that's kind of close to Austin.
2: Yeah, it's probably seven, eight hours. So it's still a drive, but it's intense. So not at
0: all. So not at all. <laughs> um, well, he always talks about like his experiences at Southwest Southwest. So we're going next year so we can keep up with all of his escapade Stephanie because he's just like I, I saw Usher like I was right here with Usher cool. I'm like well
2: cool yeah. well we're gonna do that too okay yeah. okay yeah I know definitely yeah it's so much fun
0: <laughs> okay moving into the rapid fire round it's rapid fire round let's see all right what is the most instagrammable spot so there's
2: a place called Takero Mucho and it's basically like all pink. Like they even the tortillas are pink on the tacos there. And like the decor is just really fun. It's so cute. It's only been open for like a year and a half, but I love it. What's your favorite pizza spot? So Via 313 is my favorite pizza spot. It's actually Detroit style pizza. And their first spot was a food truck on Rainy Street that they still have um, in the back of Craft Pride. But now they have a couple different locations. And I think they even just raised a bunch of money to bring it outside of Austin. What do you order on your pizza? So the Cadillac is a really popular one. It has prosciutto and like a little balsamic glaze. Say um, no more. It's good. <laughs>
0: and your favorite Austin event South by, Southwest.
2: South by Southwest. Yes. Austin city limits is a close second. Austin food and wine a third. And you said South by Southwest is in March. Yes, it is in March. And then ACL is in the fall. So really spring or fall are great times to visit. What's the weather like in Austin in March? Yeah. So in March, it's kind of like California weather. So I think all the Californians come for South by and just decide to move here thinking it's like that all the time, but no, it's like, you know, the seventies, like we're just starting to get into that weather where it's like you can wear shorts and a tank top, you know, you're in like the mid seventies, maybe even we'll get up into the eighties. It's usually sunny. Sometimes we get rain that week. Springs here, especially this year, I've been, it was really rainy in the spring, but, um, yeah, you never know. Hopefully, mostly sunshine what's your favorite coffee shop so i really love greater goods coffee it's um their first location was on the east side and it's just really cute like they support a lot of local vendors and they even do little classes where you can learn to make coffee there so yeah that's my favorite they have a great matcha and they have other locations now too i'm pretty sure they've been doing really well so what is the best place to get wine and cheese so there's a place called House Wine that I really love and it's in the Zilker neighborhood. So I'm kind of like tucked back, but again, it's like looks like a little house and you go in and you can order a bottle of wine, get a cheese plate, or you can just get a glass of wine. It's a great little date spot too. Um, I don't know if you'd be going on a date, but now that we have bumble, you can come down and you know yeah. go on a date too while you're at it if
0: you're single. Do you know if they are affiliated with the canned? house wine
2: no it's totally separate from that and this one has been around a while in Austin probably like 10 years at least
0: oh fun because we've gotten like the the cans of the house wine before as a gift and I'm and I've always been like I don't know if that's gonna be good it is so good the rosé is delicious yeah not related to Austin but house wine I definitely know what you're
2: talking about yeah it's good good stuff
0: (laughs) Best season to visit. So we kind of touched either on spring or fall.
2: Spring or fall. I would definitely lean more fall though. That's what I was going to say. Because, well, I love football games here too. That's another whole big scene with the University of Texas in town. We don't really have that many professional sports teams. We did just get Austin FC, which is a soccer team. But outside of that, it's all college sports. And college football is huge in Texas. So between having ACL and college football... Plus the weather, it tends to be less rainy and just like better Mm -hmm. trips that time of year. What is your favorite place to grab dessert? Oh, this is so tough. I mean, there's so many great places, but I think I was going to go with Gordo's Public House. So they're open late night and they do really decadent donuts, but they also have a bar so you can get a drink and a donut. Um, Another great place for like a nightcap after a date or just, you know, hanging out with friends. It's really fun. You can't go wrong with dessert, with, well, I was going to say dessert, but you can't go wrong with donuts. Yeah. Donut dessert. (laughs) Traditionally a breakfast thing, but like in this case, really great also for dessert. Yum. Yes. What's your favorite rooftop bar? Oh, rooftop bar. Hmm. I really like Tipsy Alchemist. Like I said, it's kind of like inside this new luxury um, high rise on Rainy Street, but it's really fun because it's a little bit more elevated than most of the bars there. But you know, if you're having drinks down there and you want to go get like a really nice craft cocktail, that's a good spot. And then there's also a bar called P six that's at the top of the line hotel. So that's a really great one too. What's your favorite local business? So I saw you guys put like bookstore or um, boutique. So my favorite bookstore is book people and then my favorite boutique is Southern Hippie. It has like really fun, like um, S- Spell is a really fun Australian brand where they carry a lot of Australian designers that I like. Cute.
0: And last but not least, what is the biggest tourist trap?
2: Gosh, this is hard, but, um, I settled on the, I love you so much sign on South Congress. Cause I feel like <laughs> everyone takes their picture there and it's just kind of overdone at this point, yeah. but it's like this green wall with like, I love you so much scribbled in red.
1: And before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip to share with our listeners?
2: Um, let's see. Well, honestly, I don't know if I was just thinking this because of the name of your podcast, but I do think it's great to like ask advice from locals when you go there, or, you know, you can always message food bloggers like myself. People ask all the time. Um, but yeah, or like, I'll even ask a hotel concierge, like, Hey, where do the locals go eat in the city? Um, cause I think, you know, they always know the best spots and sometimes the spots that you see come up first on Google are like the overpriced tourist trap spots, um, more so than, you know, or like, you can't really trust TripAdvisor. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. Like people in Texas are mad because TripAdvisor just came out with like the best barbecue cities in the U S and there wasn't a single Texas city on there. <laughs> So really? What? Yeah, really, how did Texas not get a single barbecue city? And I think there were like eight cities on the list. So, I mean, TripAdvisor is basically all of their is comes from people who travel to these spots. So like, they're not necessarily like local driven or like the people who rate the places are usually travelers. So you don't really know, like how much do they even know about these cities?
1: Yeah, no, I know. And I think,
2: I think with Yelp, companies can pay to get on the top. So yeah. Definitely. So Yelp's another one that's just kind of like hard to trust, but yeah, you know, if you ask someone who's lived there for 10 plus years, they should know. So. Yep. Yep.
1: And where can our listeners find you on social media?
2: Yes. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is at Austin foodstagram. I also have a website, which is just austinfoodsta.com. And on my Instagram, I have different guides. So if you are coming to the city, I feel like a lot of people don't know where to find Instagram guides, but it's like at the top when you scroll through and you can see like reels and um, you can see tagged photos. There's also now a button for guides that creators can make. So I have a creator profile on Instagram and I do different lists of like my favorite margaritas, the top essential restaurants in Austin. So a lot of the stuff we talked about today, I have lists for um, that you can find.
1: Amazing. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on today and being our Austin tour guide. We can't wait to come visit you yes, it's been great. anytime, spring or fall. <laughs> but
2: yeah, South by Southwest sounds like the best event for you guys to come for. Cool. So thanks for having me today. I had so much fun chatting with you, and hopefully, you guys learned a lot about Austin and can plan your next trip now. And that is a wrap
1: on Austin, Texas. If you enjoyed that episode and want more of Austin or anywhere in Texas, let us know who we should interview next.
0: And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Let your boss know, let your dentist or the police officer that lets you across the street, let them know if you found any value to this. Next, join us next week. We have a couple of options, so we haven't quite decided, so it'll be a mystery. So you'll have to tune in next Tuesday to find out.
1: Yep. But until then, enjoy your long weekend. Everybody stay safe and sayonara. Sayonara.